I know how you can make money and you don't necessarily have to be like, you know, what lit if you want to call it that. You know what I'm saying? Or how you like if you just really, really think about what niggas are doing right now, it's a real live um guerrilla marketing direct to consumer approach that's winning right now. And if you if you can you can provide that type of service for a thousand people. That's it. Like it don't gotta be that many people for real. You know what I'm saying? Like if you got a thousand motherfuckers that love you and they rocking with you, yo, you kinda lit for real. Mm-hmm. And you and, and you and, and you gotta do the math, man. Like think about it. If a thousand people rock with you and you can get them to spend at least a hundred dollars in a calendar year, you got a six figure rap career, which a lot of folks don't have. And That's you can a- get it, like you could get a hundred bucks. I mean, yo, bro. If you package a hoodie, a t-shirt, a dad hat with your streaming album and a and a, and a show ticket, bruh, that's a hundred right there. You know what I'm saying? That's, so yeah, man. That, and that and that's the deal. You know what I'm saying? And that's the deal. And that's how I built this me brick by brick. Welcome to Brick by Brick, where we discuss different ways for you to build your empire one brick at a time. We discuss everything from real estate e-commerce, stocks, crypto, and more. Whether you're an entrepreneur, working a 9 to 5, or in the streets, Brick by Brick is here to help you get to the next level. Let's go. Alright, man. So, like, yo. Wow. That was a really, really dope episode. That was fun. That was dope. Yeah, Yeah, man. So, listen. This is we just we just actually interviewed one of our good friends, but also I mean the good thing about our network and our community is that we got some great folks and have some real successful folks, some really knowledgeable and insightful folks. And I feel like that episode was was really really dope, man. For anybody who is, if you are, and this is good, if anybody who wants to get into real estate, or if you're if if you're if you're a rapper, a singer, you're in entertainment, or you want to be, there are so many gems that you can learn from Slim because he's been in the game a really long time, man. So like that was that was super super dope, man. And he's like, really, like he's really, really a good rapper, though. Yeah, yeah. No, he's really like legitimately a good rapper. And and, and I would say I'm kind of bougie with my rap taste, but like Slim definitely got bars and I rock. But and I mean, he got a good ear for production, presentation. Always got some really good work too, man. So yeah, man. But other than that, big bro, how you been? How you been doing, man? I'm blessed, bro. Nothing to complain about. You know what I'm saying? Like one of my homeboys at work release. After a decade, I'm happy for him, like super happy for him. Mm-hmm. On top of that, like we've been getting business done. I mean, a couple of deals fell through, a couple of things happening. Like a lot been going on, bro. Like, yeah, working on this 20, 13 acres in Jamaica. 13 acres? Yeah. Anything about that? We did speak about that, actually. Yeah. yeah. So, we right. need to wrap so, about that offline some more because, yeah. 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 Right. So um, that's in the process right now. Um, Purchased that. Well, in the process of purchasing that. So early next year, that'll be locked up. We working on a 33 unit deal. Me and uh, two of the bros. I think crazy. I'm going to tell you about that. Yeah. Um, Finished another rehab. Filled that up with students within like a weekend. Didn't even plan to put students in there. But I'm telling you, bro, like it's a grace of God, man, because I'm thinking, bro, we need to get students. But something said, yo, just chill. Don't, don't, you know what I'm saying like, don't force it. Like, don't Greg the situation. Don't try to take <laughs> let it happen. Yeah. And three days later, bro, I got a call out the blue. 
young dude wanted a spot. And I'm like, well, it's a five bedroom. Peep game. I started with a five bedroom. Then I really had space for another bedroom. I'm like, all right, well, we got six bedrooms. We got to fill them up. And the entire track team, well, not the entire track team, but uh, six students from the track team at $500 a room, $3,000 a month, and they pay you a lump sum. So you get six months up front. And then when the next six months, you get another six months up front, bro. It's a blessing. So I got that problem. We about to finish Big Chelsea and get that on the market because the market's about to turn. So I got to sell that fast. Mm-hmm. Um, had two deals fall apart, but that happens. Um, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Just closed on a refi on the same house with the students. Bro, it's been a blessing, bro. Like, I ain't, I ain't got nothing to complain about. Kids happy, kids happy, healthy. Wife's happy, healthy. I'm happy, healthy, bro. Yeah. Family's happy, healthy. My nephew's six months old, bro. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> bro. Not for real. And you know what though? What you said was perfect, man. Because um, one of my homies said something recently that I didn't think about that I've actually been doing for years. But he's like, yo, the guy or the man who thinks that he's lucky is lucky, you know. And like, I am lucky. You are lucky. We're we're lucky. We're blessed. And and it it only creates an environment of more of that, you know what I mean? So like very thankful, very blessed little man is growing super, super fast, super healthy. The graphic design business is booming, you know what I'm saying? Still working on noir B&B, growing that up, man. So yeah, but really, really can't complain, man. Um, And oh yeah, we got the new Brick by Brick website, brickbybrickshow.com. That is up, ready to go. I just finished designing that, putting some great work on that. So that, that's ready to go. Yo, yo, what is going on, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Brick by Brick. It's been a long time. We shouldn't have left you, but we back with some extra fly shit to step to. You know what I'm saying? So, um, so yeah, man. So got the big bro Greg in the building. You already know what time it is, man. This is actually a very special episode because, like, I feel like, like, I mean, we all homies here, but like, I really get to tap back into the, the old hip-hop, DC hip-hop roots and all that, too. You know what I'm saying? So, like, yo... Yo, big homie, Kingpin Slim. Welcome to the show, man. How you doing, man? Thanks for having me, brother. Everything's blessed. All is well. How about yourself? I'm blessed, man. Can't can't complain, man. Like, yo, I gotta make sure I say it right, man. That's King Pen Slim. You know what I'm saying? The king, the, the, the kingpin or the ink pen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so yeah, man. So yo, it's been a minute, man. But like one one of the things that I've always respected about you is that I mean. Even outside of the music, I mean, you've been an honorable dude, which isn't surprising because um, you're 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 my brother's friends, and my brother's friends are always pretty honorable, good guys. So I appreciate that, man. But like, but like, yo, I respected how you carried yourself as a man, as a rapper in the industry, and and was always consistent and making some really dope stuff from back then up until right now, man. So like, yo, how did you get into the game? Tell people your story a little bit, and like, yeah, I mean, like like like, how did how did King Penslin become King Penslin? Uh, a question. Let me see. Um, I always liked to rap. I always liked to rap. I was I wasn't one of those dudes that was like I'm not a rapper. You know what I'm saying? Like I always liked to rap. I think I was rapping when I was like 11 or something like that. You know, so I used to rap in like in my neighborhood and like battle little little dudes in the neighborhood and do little shit like that. I think I was always um into the arts as well because when I was younger I was the the Howard University Children's Theater. I used to be in the Children's Theater um, when I was living in Lee Joy Park. So I was always kind of like around the arts, some 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 sort of some sort of way. My father is also 
he played in the Calypso band back in St. Kitts. So my 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 uncle's a big Calypso singer. It's just music been around me since then. Oh, let me see though. How I actually got to start Kingpin Slim. That's a good question, bro. Um, I think one day uh I decided I was gonna be Kingpin Slim and it was Kingpin. <laughs> And I was, and I had, you know, I was really influenced by the time um, Jeezy was really big and in the clips, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And like street rap and, and the Coke rap era was something that, that I really liked, you know what I'm saying? And I was outside at the time. So that's what I really do. And I went with King Pen Slim and that's how I became. So it was, it was like, it had to be, you know, whatever year that was, them niggas was lit. I don't know, yeah. 04, some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, right now time, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Damn, that's you know, dope, crazy. man. Um, <clears throat> I remember how the music, like when when we were outside and like that music was coming out, it was like gospel to me because if you was outside and you really was moving around, you really understood everything they were saying. Yeah, no question. Yeah, no question. Yeah, you know, man. and it, it it became the genre that I I most like gravitated to you know what i'm saying like they they call it hip-hop but if you really think about it it's like so many like versions of hip-hop you know what i'm saying like how you gonna compare i don't know a j cole to a trippy red and say that's the same thing yeah yeah it's really you know what i'm saying and we haven't really done a good job of like breaking up the genre or explaining the genre in any way kind of because right now it's kind of like just one thing for real like mm. even the thing in this real like you know what i'm saying yeah thing is real i was like what is it is it rapping yeah. you know but time, i guess you would say if, if there's a subgenre that i gravitated to to most it would be like coke rap so we talking gz uh rick ross the clips you know like of course you know an extension of jay-z does it sometimes too um mm -hmm. you know that type shit yeah. that was really yeah, honestly, yeah, I think that even, right? yeah, no, 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 no. I, I mean, I was gonna say even even as far as the music industry goes, like I mean, you had the guys like Jeezy and Gucci and those guys who kind of helped, and, and of course the Clips who kind of ushered in that that era of coke rap, which I think is honestly might even be like the second wave when I think of coke rap as far as even like mafioso rap because you had Ghostface and Nas and all in back in the day too. You know what I mean? So they're kind of a return. Shine had a, mm -hmm. like Shine's first album is a coke yep. rap. Album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Biggie and Nas and all them was like that. The yeah, the mafioso, the Don rap. Everybody was like yeah. the Don. Everybody was like running with the fucking uh, Italian monikers and, and, and yeah. So exactly, it, it became an extension of it. Cause like right now, even if you look at the young, like a lot of the young niggas, you know what I'm saying? They ain't, they shooters. Yeah, yeah, for <laughs> real. exactly. Right, it's not getting money no more. It's who got the most bodies. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And like when we was coming up, it was all about the bread. Like even with Jay Z, you like of his music. Like that's all I played in like twelfth grade, like eleventh grade. When I started driving, that's all I played. And it wasn't until I got older and really got knee deep in it, a lot of what he like, a lot of the stuff he was saying made sense to me. And he was like, it was coke rap, but you don't get it if you're not really in it because he mm -hmm. was talking on a like a completely different level. It wasn't a street corner coke rap. It's no. yeah, I'm getting it, like 100 joints, 20 joints, like what we doing? Yeah, see, I call stuff like that, I call that like, because even even like, like you could break down hip hop with the different genres, 
you could break down coke rap because you got like regular street coke rap and then you got like to me you got like couture coke rap and even even as far as right now i would say that some of the guys that even remind me of you slimmer guys like the whole griselda camp to me is crazy you know what I mean? you got guys like griselda you got guys like rock marciano killing it right now too you know what i mean so uh, yeah man rock marciano for real for real like he kind of spearheaded that whole thing for real for mm -hmm. real like hero of uh, I see a lot of the blogs calling that shit lo-fi. That's what they call it. Because, you know, them niggas, sometimes they rap on the beat with no drums. And... No drums, just a straight loop, yeah. But, yeah, like, but I understand exactly what you mean. Like, it's, a, it's, 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 and really that's what rap is now. Like, it's like, um, it's such an art form to it. It's not really just the music, you know what I'm saying? It's like the whole presentation. And I th that's where you get, like, the genius of a West Side Gun or, you know what I'm saying, even... Like I said, it came from Rock Marciano. He's really mm -hmm. a taste. Really yeah. a taste. So I think what you said just now was actually the perfect segue because, like you said, I mean, hip hop is an art form. Was an art form. It definitely kind of lost some of that a bit, but it's really getting back to that in a lot of different areas. But be, besides it being an art form, it's also a business. And one of the things that I respected about you is what well, I mean. The bars were always there. <clears throat> The presentation as far as the music videos, the album covers, the flyers, that was always there. But to me, that branches into the business side because anybody can rap, but it's one thing to rap, but it's another thing to be able to present yourself where fans can actually receive it and want to pay for it and support it. And I think you always did a great job with that. So when when would you say, like, what was it like to you for, for you to actually get into the business of music? Like, how was that for you? Um... Yeah, I think that was one of the things that I was just blessed to be around different people that were business oriented. I came up around business oriented people. I was always somebody who was business oriented by way of association of that. And so I, I came into it understanding that, yeah, like even right now, I, I totally understand. I know how you can make money and you don't necessarily have to be like, you know, what lit if you want to call it that you know what i'm saying or how you, like if you just really really think about what niggas are doing right now it's a real live um guerrilla marketing direct to consumer approach that's mm -hmm. winning right now. and if you if you can you can provide that type of service for a thousand people that's it you know? like it don't got to be that many people for real you know what i'm saying like if you got a thousand motherfuckers that love you and they rocking with you yo you kind of lit for real Mm -hmm. and, and, me, and you and, and you got to do the math man like think about it if a thousand people rock with you and you can get them to spend at least a hundred dollars in a calendar year you got a six-figure rap career which a lot of folks don't have and Definitely. you can get it like you could get a hundred bucks i mean yo bro if you package a hoodie a t-shirt a dad hat with your streaming album and a and a, and a show ticket bruh that's a hundred right there. You know what I'm saying? That's, so that, yeah, man. And that and that's the deal. You know what I'm saying? And that's the deal. And that's how you start to control. So you you can even really, really, you know, broker deals with the venues for real. Like you can mm -hmm. do the venue. Yourself. You can yep. do the yourself. I just seen my man, my man Bo Young Prince, shout out to him. He just did uh Songbird himself. You go rent that shit out yourself. And it's not even crazy amount of people that you gotta have in that motherfucker, bro. A hundred mm -hmm. people. Yeah. 150 people you 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 told you you you, you on tilt. Yeah. And I 
know, like, you know what I'm saying, from 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 my perspective, I I I know when I do shit, I can bring a few hundred people out. You know what I'm saying? So um so from that right there, you know, that's that's power. Like I'm saying, there's there's like power. Let me ask you this, because I'm I'm always interested in the numbers. What do you think like I mean, we know what it'll cost to run a spot out from doing parties and all of that back in the day. But um, what do you think you'll bring in with a hundred people? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you put on your own show. Well, you gotta look at it a couple of different ways. You're probably gonna do like um you get are you getting the door? If I get the door, I charge you say twenty dollars. So a hundred people, that's my two bands right there, which mm -hmm. is not really where I'm gonna make my money at. From from that standpoint, I'm I'm gonna have a merch table set up. Of course. Because the merch table is really gonna be what it's gonna and then you know the social fucking capital. You know what I'm saying? Like the money is one thing, but the social capital is another thing. And that's usually something that gets you more money. Mm -hmm. This bad bitch gets you more bitches. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You yeah, know exactly. what I'm saying? So shit. You know what I'm saying? Like you never lose when you got a bad one. Because <laughs> all the other girls like, oh, she fuck with him. Right. <laughs> that's how I go. So, I go. So, I mean, I mean, from that standpoint, it's 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 really time for. I think anybody who has a little bit of motion, you know, you can really like you can do something with it because you're on the game, you in the field, and mm -hmm. as a has a concept. Or, I think everybody there's is a there's a bit of an artist in anybody. You know what I'm saying? Like what you do is art. Nigga, you flip houses. That's art. You know what I'm saying? Like because the way you you got to be able to see that shit. You got to be able to look at the house and be like. I know what I can do with this house. You know what right, I mean? Yeah. I yeah. This, this look like this, put this like this, spruce this up like this, put this on the market. That's art. Yeah. And so like um something that I do is I speak to anybody who's 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 an artist in any way. And that's something that I've always been able to do. And for that, I've always been able to have my own niche or like my own corner, if you will. You know what I'm saying? Like people will always come in my store. Cause that's really what it's all about. You like a yeah. store. How many people come in your store? Right. And what do you store? So if you think about your store, right? Boom. Let's go on, go in the store. Let's if you ever been to the store with one rack, they can't be getting so much money off this one fucking rack. They don't got that much shit in the store. See mm -hmm. like that. If I go in your store, you got every motherfucking thing. Oh, your ass is lit. You see what I'm saying? Now, what do you sell at this store? Is this a piece of store? Sometimes niggas got a pizza store, then they start selling noodles. But people not mm -hmm. coming for noodles. They come in here for pizza. So you got to think like that. You see what I'm saying? Like, I'm telling you, if you think like that, and you decide, hey, I'm the nigga that sells pizza, and I don't care if they selling noodles over there. The noodles is cool. Y'all go down there for the noodles, but I got the pizza right here. Nigga, my pizza lit. And everybody like your pizza going to come in there and fuck with you. And therefore, that brand loyalty, um, there's a lot, there's a lot that be said with that brand loyalty. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. what you really see a lot of niggas like uh shout out to La Russell, he's impacting like that. Like it's a lot of people that's really doing their thing in rap. And you might not see them at the Grammys or or whatever. Right, but right. Like, you don't hear their songs on the radio, nothing. Yeah, you may not even know a song, but they got a fan base. Because like he mm -hmm. said, like you know, like Steph said earlier, it's, it's, it's like couture. It's like you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm I'm a, I'm a fan of West Side. I buy West Side gun shit. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Fucking hoodies, Griselda hoodies. I got. I just pay. Mm -hmm. I just bought 
Benny the feature, Benny the Butcher feature. You know what I'm saying? I got the feature, I got the video. Nigga, once you tap in and buy in, I'm probably myself. I've spent fifty, sixty thousand dollars with Brazil. Myself. Or, you see what I'm saying? Me, yeah. mom, myself, one nigga. Oh, yeah, right, one nigga. One nigga with that brand. You know what I'm saying? Not just one particular person, but with that brand and all the different things I'm doing mm-hmm. that I've done so far. So, like you said, when you bought in, you bought in, and uh, that's that's what it's all about. And man, so even with that, we could. I don't even know if you want to dissect that, Greg, because we just got a few gems just off of that, just off of that question right there. You know what I mean? No, but no, um, no. yeah, but I, but I was thinking, um, so even with that, so even with everything you just said, from the you got to have the brand loyalty, you got to have the social capital to even have that kind of knowledge of the game comes with a lot of experience you know what i'm saying so with that experience like what were some of the hiccups and roadblocks that you experienced while kind of get because i mean bro i got a few i know you got a few you know what i mean so like oh like, what were some of the yeah that's in the day you know what i'm saying <laughs> um, and um hmm. i did a few things i shouldn't shouldn't have did i think i was you know what i'm saying i always was kind of brash and you know, when I was younger, I was even more brash, you know what I'm saying? I don't think that that um like that's who I am. So I'm gonna own it. But I also once I got a little bit deeper into my Zen and I started to like understand the chess game of egos and male egos and and you know what I'm saying, actually learning how to room and maneuver in a in a room full of vultures, I do wish there was times that I've toned that I toned it down when I had it all the way up. You see what I'm saying? Like, if I could have just came in at the middle, I think there was a lot of ways that I could have got further. But at the same time, um, I feel like everybody played play the game differently. And I feel like I'm like a shooting guard. You see what I'm saying? Like, so I don't, I'm not really like a point guard nigga. I'm not like a, a center nigga. Like I'm the nigga who's gonna score 30 points a game on one of them kind of niggas. So mm-hmm. it can only, a certain amount of those kind of niggas on one team mm-hmm. you know and so like I, i'm i normally play better when i have a point guard and a center and a forward you know what i'm saying niggas that don't necessarily want to specifically do what i do when i find mm-hmm. myself in in those settings before i haven't always d- um done the best in terms of like maneuver and stuff like that mm-hmm. but i will say that i do have all my relationships in tech like every nigga I ever met in the game or, you know what I'm saying, that I ever broke bread with or, you know what I'm saying, traded bars with or did a show with, we all, the respect is always there and, I, and I'm still tapped in. So mm. I ain't fuck up too bad. Yeah. Relationships in any business is super important. No matter if you're out in the streets or you're rapping or houses, no matter what it is, like relationships is key out here. Relationships is... Mm. I'm telling you, you could go off and you could be the nigga and you could be all that, but it's going to be a nigga who's going to understand how to maneuver them relationships. He can get further than you. And he might not even be as good as you. You know what I'm saying? So you better understand that. And that, yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's 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 a gem for anybody. Like, nigga, if you see a nigga with some motion, don't go against him. Tap mm-hmm. in, but figure it mm-hmm. out. Learn from him. Figure it um, out. Yeah, you're right. Um, I want to go back a little bit to brand loyalty because the whole purpose of what we do 
is to kind of and, and like we talked about this before swim but to try to show dudes that are outside that you got options out here like outside ain't all really you know, you know what i'm saying like that's all you know but you can transition that into business or anything you're doing so like even just like with brand loyalty like if you're disciplined enough like with me personally right let me just speak on me i knew what i knew and what i knew was brown and white so i focused on that I don't care what, like, I don't care what the numbers look like on everything else. That's not what I do. So I'm not doing that. You know what I'm saying? Because if you want, if you want good product, brown or white, you holler at me and you're good. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know about no pills. I don't know about no, I don't know nothing about nothing else. This is what I know. Mm -hmm. And I stuck to it. So mm -hmm. when I transitioned to business and before, before I fully understood, we did like, like we had three or four different businesses going at once but we didn't focus on each one to build that brand loyalty. So like even with now real estate, I focus on real estate. Like it's 10 other things I could be doing, but I focus on this. So like once I master it, I can move on to the next thing. And I say all of that to say, if you outside and you got the discipline to focus on whatever it is you doing, you robbing, you selling drugs, like you selling coke, whatever you're doing, and you got the discipline to focus on that one thing, you can transition to business and focus on that one thing till you get great at it. And once you get great, you put people in those positions, you move on to the next thing. But I mean, I mean, ultimately, don't nobody like jail, you know what I'm saying? So I feel like men, niggas gotta like understand you gotta go to jail a little bit. You might, you it might hopefully you don't get you don't fuck up to the point that you can't get back from it. You know what I'm saying? Like might get hit with five years, might get shot two times, like it's gonna be something. <laughs> gonna be something gonna be that's something. gonna come with this outside shit, you know what I'm saying? So you know, and hopefully you can you can come back from it. But the way I would just break it down for any young nigga, you know what I'm saying? And really just if you want to break it down in just layman terms, okay, you're doing your thing, whatever you're doing. Do you have a million dollars? No. But let's just say you did. Let's just say you was a lit nigga outside and you really did run up a million dollars. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. a million dollars. You know what I'm saying? That's what's up. And however you did it, you know what I'm saying? But let's just say how you did it, however you did it. I don't know. Let's whatever you can put it. However you did it, you did it, nigga. You figured it out how to come up with a million dollars. And then them people catch you. You know what I'm saying? And now you got to do, uh, you 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 got to give back 600000 in restitution. And you got 17 years in the feds. And then you understand that it was, do you understand that it's niggas out here right now that are working like four and five remote IT jobs at one time making about $700,000 a year and they will never go to jail. And by the time that 17 years, they did 700 times 17. Even if it's just unrealistic for them niggas to work that, because when you do that, I don't think you could do that for 17 years. You're trying to do it for like a year or two because you're burning yourself out with all them laptops. But I know niggas that's doing it. It's a real hustle that niggas. Is, so just think about it. And you don't even need anything to go get your IT cert. Like you could have been, it, you could have been a nigga that was outside with a charge. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And went and figured out some IT shit. Now you got your IT cert. The whole time you the nigga back doing the IT shit. They don't know you used to have to work. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, bro, so, I know niggas doing exactly, literally exactly that. They were super, super outside. They learn how to code. Them boys is running up real tech bags. Buying big Cubans. <laughs> That's what, <laughs> bruh. The niggas that look like street niggas right now is IT niggas, construction niggas, 
better mm-hmm. understand who is really motherfucker out here controlling this shit. The PPP niggas and the and the, they they didn't ran out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so they fell off. And it's a on. lot of niggas that is you gotta really be out here. You know what I'm saying? Whatever your hustle doing, that kind of goes to show you still got your hustle kicking. You know? And and, mm-hmm. and, and you know what? I want to I want to say this too because I think y'all will relate. But also, this is this is just a thought that I had to myself, right? Um, so I got a son now. My son is like six months old. And, but before I even had a kid, I was thinking ahead. I'm like, yo, what do I tell him? What wisdom do I impart on him to just keep him on the straight path? Especially as a young black man, we got so many distractions and shit that we see and bad influences that we want, that we think we want to follow. Like, how do I help him avoid that? And what I would, what I would tell him or tell any young black dude, it's like, man, look, while the street shit looks cool. And because it ain't, it ain't even, it ain't even just the selling drugs or whatever that you're doing. It's like, it's the energy and the aura and the mindset and the behavior that comes with it. Like, like it, it, it makes you behave different. Like it, it put a little something in your walk. So, so, so you, so you kind of get attracted to that. And my thing is, it's like, yo, while the street shit looks cool, you're risking getting shot, going to prison, da, 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 da. But your real goal is to get money. Cause even the niggas that's in the streets, they respect the guys that's in tech, whatever, whatever. Cause it may not be in the streets, but the goal is to get money. They getting money and they respect it more actually because they getting money while not risking their freedom and their life and whatever, whatever. So what I would tell my son and any other young black dude is like, man, look, you don't want to be risking your life. What you want is to get money and look fly and da 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 da. And you can do that legally in mad different ways, especially right now, from tech to e-commerce to stocks to trading options. Like there are so many ways to get real money and still be. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. Mean? And we not we just we in a different time, you know what I'm yeah. saying? I think being the street nigga is the killing thing right now. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Maybe back in the day, maybe there was but that was the most appealing thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe you know what I'm saying? Like, but now it's not like that no more. Now, if you just really open your eyes, it's not like that. You know what I'm saying? What's really more appealing is is business and getting money because there's longevity in that, and and mm-hmm. and that's what want to be able to do this shit every year you don't want to be lit one time and you was just two lit one summers time. you know like scamming niggas i know a few of them niggas like they ran up my man ran up like 1.7 million he said it it was four years of him balling and then um they gave him four years scamming a little different because you're not gonna you're not gonna go to jail for the rest of your life you know what i'm saying yeah. like it's like two years, four years, shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, white collar. Yeah, but then you got to get the money back. So, I, but you know, it's crazy. I asked that nigga, was it worth it? He said, hell yeah, nigga. I had a, four, <laughs> I had a house in Cali, nigga. I was lit, nigga. Fuck them four years. I'm sure. Hold on, but did he have kids? Nah, he ain't had kids. Well, yeah. Bro, you know that hit different when you got kids. I'm sure. I'm sure. If, you know what I'm saying? Like, if I caught my time before kids, I'm coming back out and I'm going crazy because yeah. I knew what I knew. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But yeah. having them kids, bro, it hit different because they three, I leave, I come back, they five, that's two years. That's almost 50% of their life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That nah, I'm straight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nah, for real. So that's real. I think, I think, I think on the individual, it, it really all depends on a risk versus reward. But the purpose of this show anyway is because, yo, Greg and Slim did that, so hopefully you ain't got to go through that, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, that's the point. Bro, no bullshit. Yeah, no yeah bullshit. that's the point, you know what I mean? So, and and there's mad opportunities and mad ways to get that, right, which we discussed and we're going to yeah. discuss even more. 
and any nigga need to understand. You look into the construction industry for sure. All of those, like even just getting a job in construction, you're gonna make at least a hundred thousand. You know, at least that's something to get you going. It ain't mm-hmm. a whole lot of you know, hundred thousand ain't what it used to be, but you know, it's a hundred thousand, niggas. It's a hundred thousand, right? You, you know what I'm saying? You ain't broke. You got right. yeah. you, you can buy a house. You can get a nice car. Go out to the bar and buy a bitch a couple of drinks. You all right? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You all right? Yeah. So now, <laughs> now you in the game, and now you, uh, okay, now you yeah. can start getting, having some shit, and then next thing you know, it's boom, 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 like that. So you could do that. Like I said, the IT shit is lit. You know who else makes a lot of money? Fucking barbers. Nigga, barbers mm-hmm. make money. What are you talking about? Niggas want to get mm-hmm. their haircut all motherfucking day. Sit right there and count. Okay, yeah. I can count. You know what I'm saying? You're telling me a haircut is $35 and I cut nine niggas' heads today and then I do that shit six days a week? Well, go ahead and start adding that shit up. So it's a lot of shit you can do. A lot mm-hmm. of shit you can do. For, yeah, sure. for real, man. And I, I, once again, I feel, like, I feel like that was a perfect segue, man, because one, you've been doing rap for a minute and, and like you said, yo, one, actually find a way to succeed at it, but you also have other sources of income and other businesses. So I know you got the HVAC pumping and all that. So like, tell us about that, how you got into that and how you were able to kind of grow that business. Um, Yeah, you know, similar situation, you know what I'm saying? I, and I, you know, I went away for a minute. Um, I had a gun charge and then I came home. It was my second felony at this point, you know? So, you know, it was a crossroads like, uh, give me one more time. They might have to sit down for a minute. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, I had an uncle who was in in affairs at the time, and, and I came up with two industries that I was thinking about getting into. I was like, I was thinking about being a personal trainer, or I was thinking about doing HVAC, because somehow I got hip to HVAC when one time I, um, I did like this little job for like this company or something and like I just was like a helper or something but I seen what it was what they were doing I was like oh this shit kind of cool I'm just gonna act like I know how to do this shit so I came home and I started applying for these jobs in HVAC and I was lying on my resume saying I took that little apprentice that I ship that I had and I made it seem like I did it for like three or four years mm-hmm. so I stretched it out you know you could just go on your resume and just type a new resume. Like just, I just lied basically. And they, they hired me and, um, they hired me and they quickly realized that I was cap. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that, you know, nothing. You know what I'm saying? But the nigga liked me. Mm-hmm. And so he was like, cause I told him the truth. Matter of fact, that's what it was. I, t- I did a lot, a lot about my experience, but I told him the truth that I just came home. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I was like, look, I just came home. I need this job. My, you know, my PO, they, they're going, they, mm-hmm. this is what I got to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was like, well, what were you charged with? And I was just like, you know, possession, you know what I'm saying, of a, of a firearm by a convicted felon, you know, blah, blah, blah. He was like, all right, well, you know, as long as it wasn't rape or a violent charge, he could fuck with that. You see what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. They, they they hired me. Then they put me in the office. So, because they took me out when they realized I didn't know what I was doing. They took me out the field and put me in the office. Mm-hmm. But that gave me an advantage because when I was in the office, then I saw how the whole shit worked. You know what I'm saying? And I was just, then they put me back in the field after I was in the office for a couple of months when they felt like they had taught me enough shit to put me back in the field. Mm-hmm. Then I went in the field. I was a tech. And they was like, well, 
you know, after about maybe a year of me being a tech, they was like, well, you need to go in the sales department. They knew I could sell. Like, they knew mm-hmm. what I could do before I knew it. You know what I'm saying? The mm-hmm. nigga knew that I was going to be successful in this shit. That's why he hired me in it. He, like, basically, like, groomed me in this shit. You feel me? Like, mm-hmm. he made me. Like, he was like, hey, you're going to do this. Here, read these books, study this. You know what I'm saying? Like, so as I was coming into it, and then by you come time to the sales department, that was one of the best things that happened to me, too, because now it's just straight commission-based. So it's like, you, you fucking eat what you kill, nigga. You dig what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Period. Like, you ain't, you don't got no, no excuse. You got to get out here and sell some shit. So I did that. But now I look up and I've done everything in the company. Now, in terms of HVAC, meaning that I was a tech. I worked in the office. I saw the numbers. And I, I was in the city. Only thing left for me to do was be a manager. But I saw with the managers, them niggas working hard as fuck. And they not the owner, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then a couple of niggas that I knew that I was working with, they was just like me. They was mm-hmm. former street niggas that was doing HVAC shit. And my man in particular, shout out Linwood, Linwood left and started his own business. And so I ran into him one day. It was in the summertime. It was like maybe June or July. And he it, he was telling me, he was like, man, you still up there? You know, at the time, I had been up there for a little while, but I wasn't never really focused on having my own business. I always thought I was going to be this super big rapper, so it didn't really matter. Like, I was like, I was mm-hmm. just doing that shit in the meantime, between time. That's what I was thinking, not understanding mm-hmm. that God gave me a jewel for real. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I wasn't even looking at it like that. I was looking at it like it was a rock. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I didn't realize what I actually had. <laughs> so when, he, when, when Linwood told me how much money he made, you know what I'm saying, I couldn't believe what he told me, how much money he made up to that point in the year. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm out. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I gave him my two weeks. And then um, I started, I fucking went on Craigslist at first, of all places. I used to put out $5 ads on Craigslist. Like, hey, man, you know, I do HVAC, blah, blah, blah. You, your heating ain't working. And the shit was actually getting me calls. People was calling me. You see what I'm saying? So I'm, I was already doing the math. I'm like, wait, hold on. I put on a $5 ad. And maybe three people called me and I might have made like $1,800 or something. Like whatever it was at the time. So I started seeing like, oh, this is how this shit really worked. This is how these niggas is fucking fucking them up. Mm-hmm. So, you know, from there, it's just been on and on. And I got one I got one lady off Craigslist. Uh, shout out to June. She was a she was a real big like godsend for me because she hired me. Just basically, she never met me before. I met her since, but she never met me before. She just liked me on the phone. She was like, I'm gonna hire you to do all my properties. And she had, she was a property manager. So she was a property manager over a lot of shit in like Kensington, Maryland, Frederick, Maryland, Manassas, Virginia. All that shit was kind of far, but mm-hmm. still in the area. Mm-hmm. And she basically gave me the keys to all that shit. If the shit broke, if I told her that she needed to replace it, she went with it. Between that, that, that was enough money for me to get to the next year. And then once I figured out then I ran into my homegirl. This is what really turned it up. I ran into my homegirl. She was, she, she was a, she's a chef and she was doing catering and she was showing me how she get her leads doing catering. Like she really sat me down and broke it down how she does it on Google. So, you know, that's, it's always a woman, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like women, cause the women is going to help you. I'm telling you, you know what I'm saying? Like, the women gonna help you. Some of them will fuck you over too, so choose wisely. But you know what I'm saying? Like a woman gonna really give you the game for real. You know what I'm saying? Nigga might try to hide the game from you, but a woman gonna tell you. So she broke this shit down for me. 
showed me how she was doing it. And then um, from there, it, it really took another turn because it was like a perfect time between that and uh, COVID. COVID had, it was just happening and everybody was stuck in the house. So if your HVAC wasn't working, you had to deal with it every day because you was at home, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So everybody was calling and then you had a lot of niggas that were scared to go out and like interact with people at that time. And I wasn't, I, from the beginning, I knew masks and gloves. I think I was the first nigga to wear the mask. To be honest with you. like I'm the first nigga that I ever seen wear the mask. You know what I'm saying? For sure. I, as soon as that shit happened, I went and got that shit. You know what I'm saying? Before mm. they even was like, go get these masks and shit, I was like, nah, I'm getting this shit. Mm. So um yeah, I never caught COVID as 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 that I know of, you know what I'm saying? And mm. I went and I hustled in that and you know, from there the business been been doing been, been doing great. Man, that's amazing. That's fine. Right. I told him when I got home, cause I left. I think when I left, you ain't start the business yet. And if you did, I didn't. No, know. probably like in the infancy. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. yeah. So like, I came home. I'm like, hey, bro, I ain't gonna hold you, but I'm super and proud. I had the concept at first. Me and Mike was gonna do it together years ago. We just never did it. And you know, shout out to Mike. Mike got Mike has his own business now. Yeah, He's going right. I see that. Uh -huh. So you know, we just. And we still work together, but we we have he has his own company. I have my own company. You know what I'm saying? So, which, yeah. which, which, which is important. Like it's good to network and partner on things. But if you both are good in the field, start your own company. Like if you're making a million dollars, shit, I'm making a million dollars too. Yeah, no that's problem, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And that's what it's all about. So, and a lot of niggas, you know, a lot of niggas that came from outside, they in construction. Man, shit. You know what? Another thing niggas don't know? Metro. Don't play. Oh yeah. Oh, Mm -hmm. Metro will pay you about 130, 140,000. You're going to work your ass off, but they'll pay you good, man. Mm -hmm. Yep, for real. Real talk. So, all right. So, man, look, I feel like one, if you are young listening to this episode, bro, there are so many gems and, and real game. And these, like, and these are some real guys you can actually relate to, man. I mean, all, I feel like all of our guests are, but y'all especially, man. So, um, all right. So, we, we got the main questions out the way. Now it's time to get to. Uh, the next level of the podcast, man, kind of like the the extra fun part. So no, before Slim, we go there, right? Yeah. I wanted to say to Slim, like, I know you. It's like we, you know what I'm saying, like we're actually like in real life friends. Mm -hmm. And like when I listen to the music, what I really like about it is, even though you're from outside, you completely understand the streets and the game, and we've both been to a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't like forcing people facing the music all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, that's not the entire basis of what you are or who you are. You know what I'm saying? But truth be told, I'm going to be honest with you. I've evolved from that. You know what I'm saying? So, like, if you talking to me from, like, 10 years ago, like, you're not even really talking to the same nigga for real. Like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, yeah, there was a point in time I was trying to be the face of that. And, you know what I'm saying? I'm not like that anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, like yeah, it's in me. But, you know, I'm not outside. I'm not trying to sell no drugs. Hey, bro, I'm different. You know what I'm saying? So, and that's the evolution of, of man. You know what I'm saying? Like, nigga, you ain't going to always be. Name one nigga that you know that was a gangster from day one to the day he died and he lived a long life. Not one. Actually, I can name one, but that don't even count, son. Like, my uncle was yeah. a gangster from... From the day I actually knew him till he mm -hmm. died, but he spent 19 years of his life in prison. 
That's something. That's what and I'm he saying. Came home and got right back to that gangster. I'm talking about that's like gangster to the point where we are. He's from Kingston, and we're in Montego Bay. You know, that's like a four hour drive, right? Yeah. We're at a bar on the beach having a drink. He just came home. Um, I had two homegirls, actually two of Jabri homegirls was in Jamaica and you know what I'm saying? Like he has to pick him up. So like we're all hanging out and we're standing there having a drink and like the nigga's so thorough that she, like it's two dudes standing behind us talking about him, right? Like giving him all these praises, but don't even know that he's right there. Cause you know what I'm saying? Like they don't know what he looked like. He come back home and he back on that gang. You know what I'm saying? He's still that nigga. Yeah. Like it never left. Yeah. Two years into being home, he out of here. Like it, like it just don't work. It don't last. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he 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 paid too much for it. You know what I'm saying? That's, cost of that is just too. It's just too high, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm talking about. I I real live no niggas that went to jail when they was 18 and they 40 right now and they still in jail. Mm. You know? Like Man. I I have three friends that did that. You know what I'm saying? Like before yeah. they was 19 years old they caught 50 years 70 years and 62 years of some crazy dumb shit you know what i'm saying and still in there right now to this day yeah. so being out of slave labor bro like like the feds ain't as bad as states um the state joints but if you understand it's legit slavery bro nigga, you could give me a don't put me in jail and give me a fucking soft pillow and tell me this shit is better than the fucking states just because <laughs> your pillow off and nigga you got a more plush cover and I can go to the truck and eat ice cream nigga I'm still in jail and that's a long <laughs> ass time nigga you bro, that's man. a long ass time a day is too long bro. bro right now you are at the point in time where uh, your fucking mind is too valuable to be in there I just don't see what what you gonna gain but I will say this and I mean this with all trepidation, but it's just fact, you know what I'm saying? Like being outside does arm you with a lot of skills. It does arm you with a lot of skills and a lot of knowledge. You will learn how to move in a room full of vultures. If you can snap out of it enough time to pivot and do something else, that makes some of the most successful people. That's what Jay-Z is, you know what I'm saying? Jay-Z is a nigga that's so coke, you know what I'm saying? Like 50 Cent, that's so coke, nigga. Look at how these niggas is hustling. Right. You see this hustle, nigga? You see this nigga fucking with them white people on power? You better stop playing. You dig what I'm saying? And understand what's really, really going on. Yeah, it's a lot of niggas that used to be lit that rapped. And when the rap game was done with them, them niggas was not lit no more in life. You mm -hmm. never seen them no more. They probably went to work at Walmart or some shit. How about them niggas that handled business? and are relevant to the culture for business mm -hmm. outside Donald, of just their Jay, music. 50, Ross, like, it's a lot of them, and every single one of them came from outside. And, like, that's what, and, like, on damn near every episode I say it, I'm like, hey, bruh, they gave us what they gave us, which was the streets and drugs. But if you really back up and look at the bigger picture, you learn business. Yeah, well, guess you learn what? how to deal with people. You learn well, you how know, to read people. They sell drugs. Oh yeah, they sell drugs. That's a fact. Drugs. Yeah. But what is a pharmacy? Facts. Yeah, exactly. Only thing, the only thing selling drugs is is nigga, you didn't pay your taxes. That's what the point is. Mm -hmm. Nigga, you ain't give us no cut. Right. We ain't get they out sell people. Weed now. They sell weed now. White people sell weed now. Dispensaries. Mm -hmm. Everybody's selling weed now. So you mean to tell me 
Man, this shit is all cap. Nigga, you just gotta like maneuver this game in a certain way, bro. You just gotta hey, do hey, it. But hey, everybody's painting outside the lines. I don't give a fuck what you say. You know what I'm saying, yeah, nigga? Right. It's all then, type of hustles going on for sure. Then they set it up where and I'm saying they, that sounds crazy, but you know, like you know what I mean. But it's set up the system set up where it's harder for us to get into it because Steph, yeah. like he flew down and we had a meeting with these other two dudes in the city and they were looking for funding because we were like the the goal was to open uh a grow house you know what i'm saying but yeah. to write damn Steph, what was it we had to write um it was it was like some whole proposal like, whatever it was yeah. just to write the proposal was like 100 40 grand bands. yeah 100 bands no no bro it was 100 bad it bro, it yeah. was because I wouldn't forget because I'm like, I it's a hundred, it's four of us sitting at the table. What are we doing? Like, are we busting it down? And it's like, no, well, we brought you guys in because you understand the business and you have the capital. And I'm like, hold on, so I put up my hundred bands and it's no guarantee we're gonna get this. Bro, I'm yeah. good, but when yeah. you look at it, it's set up for us not to get in, like, it's it's to box us out, yeah, mm -hmm. yep, yeah, that's the yeah. game. But that's why yeah. when you got a motherfucker and open the door and bring. <laughs> you like it's it's kind of like your civic duty to kind of like put on for real and you know what i'm saying if you just made one of you you ain't make enough so right. yeah talking about putting on right that's another thing that i love and respect about you and your homeboys only like lynn i spoke to wood a couple times on the phone you know i'm saying solid dude we just ain't never meet face to face yet but solid yeah. dude right yeah. but like um like when y'all go out and y'all popping off, like if they don't know y'all, they gonna think y'all niggas selling drugs. But every single one of y'all are successful businessmen, and that's what's important. Well, speak on that. Like I that I, that's all by design. That's I'm super right. intentional with. Like I did that on purpose. You know what that's I'm saying? Smart, like bro. I rich friends on purpose. I, right. I linked up with niggas that I knew was lit that wasn't outside on purpose. Like I'm gonna show you niggas how to have a lit squad of niggas. That's legally motherfucking fucking li fucking life up, and and this is how we going to influence the shit. Cause I remember how when I seen niggas outside and how they was doing it and how that influenced me at a time when I was impressionable. So right. now if I do it this way at a time when you're impressionable and it's already happening, you know how many young niggas that I know that are fucking inspired by us and tell me all the time and do shit all the time in a way that I would do it. You know what I'm saying? Niggas going to get their motherfucking become firefighters. Niggas going to motherfucking do IT shit. Niggas hopping in, in HVAC school because they listening to what I'm telling them. Niggas going to get their roofing shit going on. They seeing what, not just me, I mean us as as, 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 as unit. Um, yeah, that was the point. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody got a squad. You know what I'm saying? Let's have a squad of hustlers. You know? Mm -hmm. It's and a beautiful like, thing, son. Straight up. Like, I respect it. And like I said at the jab when I first got home, I'm like, hey, bro, my goal with just the information I have and just the experience I have, my goal is to build, well, not even build, but we all come together and we build a group of us that are successful at business and we push one another and then we show it, like we make it cool. You know what I'm saying? That's but the point. doing that already, and bro, I love it. That's why I'm outside with it. You know what I'm saying? Like I know I'm at that point too in life where like some of my friends don't want to be outside like that. You know what I'm saying? Like them niggas would rather be doing some other shit, which I totally get too. But everybody's a rich friend if you, my friend. You know what I'm saying? You're a rich friend. Like you actually bring something 
of, of riches to the table. That could be knowledge, that could be fucking resources, or that could actually be you getting money. Like, nigga, you one of the first niggas I knew that was flipping houses. Y'all been doing that. You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all ain't get with the wave late. You know what I'm saying? Like, so all I'm saying is everybody is a fucking um, part of it. Everybody has some sort of influence to where it is right now. Like, even when I used to be in the group, I don't know if you remember, we had that shit back in the day, the group when Jabri and yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. that's what Rich Friends is, but they, them niggas just don't want to go outside. So I'm going to just do it like in my way, because this is what I like to do. You see what right. I'm saying? Like, right, I'm going to turn it up and we're going we gonna to get these cars, we're going to get these watches, we're going to go outside and we're going to really show it like this is how it is. And like like me and Steph was talking earlier and during, when, during our conversation, a lot of niggas that's lit, them niggas got some motion going on. Like them niggas, when you find out what that nigga really do, you think that nigga hustling. My nigga mm. say, "Yeah, I work for Deloitte." <laughs> <laughs> Sleep whole time. Be like, "What?" If you got to work for Deloitte, be like, "Yeah, man, what you do, man?" Niggas in Ferraris and shit. Yeah, man, I got this. I got, uh, do it. Got a couple government contracts. Stop playing. I know niggas. Mm-hmm. Yes, I know a nigga right now. Yeah, just bust a $45 million government fucking contract check off IT. Yes, mm-hmm. a black man. You see what I'm yeah. saying? So, for real, you know what I'm saying? Young nigga, 41, not that old. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Enough to fucking still be lit with that cheese. You right. feel me? So, yeah. Niggas yeah, need to understand. It's real. Yeah. It's really going down for real. You know what I'm saying? For sure. Right. So, so, I'm like, man, you can... From the way we was playing outside, we can legit sit down and put a play together to make a hundred million dollars off coke. We can, but what does mm-hmm. that come with? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like a lot of death, prison, a lot of BS. But we can really sit down, put our heads together, and put a business together and make that same hundred million dollars. Never look over our shoulder. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they- how to write a lot of that off in taxes? Like it's out here. Like, bro, um, I had a conversation with uh. A, a couple of homies at this um about this building we're looking at to buy, right? Um and it's probably it's, uh, I think it's like a 2.6 million dollar deal. And we can get in with put no money down and still walk away with damn near million dollars. I ain't have to stick nobody up. I ain't have to look at my phone to make sure that junk come in. I ain't I it was nothing. You know what I'm saying? It's like just it's just a legit business. And they're gonna figure out how to write it off at the end of the year. Like that's the better work, bro. You know, it's just better, you know. It's just yeah. better. Way better. A lot it of is. times but niggas just don't know. So that's all like and that's the point of the you know, the podcast like this. Like niggas need the information. Niggas just need to know. So hopefully somebody heard it. Yeah, I, most definitely. I all the time. Like I that's why I do that shit on my stories. Niggas be like, I mean, I used to talk to this girl, you know, I don't talk to her no more. She was like, You giving her away too much game. I'm like, you don't understand. Like that's how you stay lit forever. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like the Bro, way to stay forever is to the way to stay lit forever is to be the light, nigga. That's the point. Yeah, exactly. You the light. So motherfuckers, yeah. of course they look to you. Nigga, you shining. You know what I'm saying? You won't want a motherfucker dim the light. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Motherfucker, turn that bitch up. Here, 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 here. Give it to you. Give it to you like this. A nigga never forget. I will literally never forget niggas who put me on to some money. I don't give a fuck how much, how long I lived. Like, I remember that time when I was 17 and you told me how to do this. I remember the nigga that showed me how to cook. I remember the nigga that took me out of town and showed me that niggas was going down Miami getting bricks. I remember that shit, nigga. I'll never forget you niggas. You know what I'm saying? And so 
you know, all the way up to the niggas that showed me how to get an HVAC and the niggas that motherfucker took me to turn me on the books that helped me, like fucking self-help books. You know what I'm saying? That's another thing that I did. I did a lot of reading to get my mind into that shit. So, yeah. no, so slow. Yeah, I did that so, when I was so away. Look. Like I did most of that when I was away. So look, so this is actually the perfect segue for, for the next question, right? So what were some of the books that really helped shift your mindset and helped to help helped your evolution of who you are now? Um, I think the four agreements changed my life. Don Miguel Ruiz, um, the richest man in Babylon is a great book. Mm -hmm. Uh, I read Maxwell's daily readers for like daily little blurbs that keep you on tack in terms of my. I ain't gonna hold you when you post them joints on your story. I always hold it and pause it and read. I'm like, I appreciate you, brother. That's the point. I'm sharing. You know what I'm saying? Oh. How to Win Friends and Influence People, you know what I'm saying, by Dale Carnegie. That's a really, mm-hmm. really good book. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, in, in, uh, The Subtle Art Not Giving a Fuck. Really? Um, you know. Mm-hmm. All those right. are so, off the top of my head. All right, so who are, so I feel like I know the question to the first part of this, uh, this question. I don't I don't know the, the, the answer to the second part. But who is your favorite rapper and what is your favorite album? Jay Z, my favorite rapper. Um, I already, I already knew that. Yeah. Uh, Jay Z is my favorite rapper. My favorite album. Damn, bro. You asking me a question. <laughs> That's crazy because I don't really know what to say my favorite album is. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Um, I like a lot of shit. There's a lot of shit that was just hard as fuck to me. Um, but if I just had maybe, hmm, damn, what's my one, 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 one? Oh, fuck. I don't know, bro. Maybe I don't think nothing has made me feel like TM101. Really? Yeah. Jeezy. And it's not, yeah, it's not that it's, that's, and I'm talking about the way it made me feel. feel you know, yeah. Like, I just felt like that nigga was putting a trance on me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, money. You yeah. now demand you niggas to get money. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was just like, because when you listen to Travis Scott, you know what I'm saying? Like, side note, like, Travis Scott, his music is really like enchanting and hypnotizing and like, yeah. Almost like trance yeah, music, yeah. you know. Like so, if he's saying if he was to be like just putting get money motivation in that shit, he would be motivating niggas to get money. And I feel like mm-hmm. that's what he did at that time. Like Jeezy really was like, I don't know. He just it was just different. It was just different, and it was just different. It was I think that was the time when like a lot of niggas decided that they wanted to try to you know be big boys and. And really get some big cars and really, you know what I'm saying, step it up and stop playing. So if I had to say, especially when I was at an age when I was old enough to really be getting some money to be moving around, it's different when an album come out and you like 13 or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Like you, 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 you like that album, but you can't possibly be living like that at that time. You know what I'm saying? Talking about some shit that came out that was kind of like speaking to what I was doing at that particular time and changed it. I would 
have to say 101. But if I sit down once I get off this this shit, I'm gonna probably think of some other shit. I'll be like, I should have yeah. said this. <laughs> like, yeah. Fucking fire ass album, even though I don't think that's Jay-Z's best rapping by far. You know what I'm saying? I think his best production ear and you know when a lot of that shit changed, you know, that's where we got Kanye and Just Blaze and all that, and just like they changed the sound of music. Um it's a lot of shit, bro. Young Young Bleed. It was this album on No Limit. Young Bleed, My Balls and My Word. That was a fucking fire-ass album. Lord Willing is a fire-ass fucking album. First, first album I ever bought, Lord Willing. Lord Willing. The Miseducation of Lauren Hill still slaps to this day. Just want to hear talking about something. You know what I'm saying? Like, really, really giving game. Um, it's, a lot of, it's a lot of dope albums. But like you said, if I just had to take one, probably be that that used to hit the kitchen lights cockroaches everywhere now it's mm-hmm. marble floors everywhere call the carpenter roof on the coop gone give a fuck what he sold i'm the truth homes think of jamming tupac get my benny hunters on working two pots nigga you crazy easy was saying shit I'm telling you, niggas will never say the shit Jeezy said at the time. I'm telling you, bro. That's a fact. Jeezy said on that motherfucking Boys in the Hood, he said, I got real clientele. We ain't breaking shit down. We don't need no scale. It was just, it's different. Like, it's different. He was saying shit that was like, oh, this nigga really outside for real. Like, oh, he, he really, really outside. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and it was just different. So even you see how excited I get just even talking about it. You talk about some yeah. shit that came that was 2005, I think. Yeah. Years ago, you know what I'm saying. So I would have to say 101. Even though Jeezy is not my favorite rapper, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. He is a nigga that I like a whole lot, but my favorite rapper is Jeezy for sure. Yeah. Okay, okay. And my last question for you: What's your favorite movie? Uh, Heat. Oh man, all right. See, listen, I already mm-hmm. I already I had listen, listen, listen. I already had a lot of respect for you, my brother. Yeah. But I think it just, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it just elevated yeah. a lot because fam, like really like and, and, and I everybody to go watch that shit. Like that please. is that's that's seeing the Chino two best time, Bro. you know what I'm saying, go toe to toe with like expert acting you know what i'm saying like and kicking it, bars too mm-hmm. but bars gems it was it's a lot it's a lot with that movie and i think a lot of movies try to came out and re- replicate i think the town was basically he more or less you yeah. know what i'm saying yeah he he is my favorite movie for sure all right so right. so look yeah bro he made me not hold on to nothing too tight and so when i was let, young I was, all tired, and, it was what it was but it listen we just said it's gems like he lets you know like nigga if you're gonna be outside you can't have no attachments. And I was a kid when he was telling me that. And then that motherfucking really rang true. We really mm-hmm. lived up like that. Like we was really trying to motherfucking stick and move and not get too caught up. And you know what I'm saying? And probably why, you know what I'm saying, a lot of my early relationships with women didn't go with the way they should have went because I wasn't trying to hold on to shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But man, like my um my high school teacher, my TV production teacher told me. When he said that Heat was the best movie of the 90s, I was like, bro, you're bugging. Then I watched it. And I was like, oh, this shit is art. This shit's amazing. And, and oh. side note, like a lot of people don't know, but the guy who made Heat 
the director who made Heat, he made it twice. So he made it as like an independent film. The, literally all the lines, the actors, the scenes, the whole night, he did it. And then when people liked it, he got the funding to actually make Heat and hire Pacino and De Niro. So like, so I think you can find it on YouTube. It's like a regular indie version of Heat, full movie online. It's crazy. So yeah, two Heat movies. Oh, you just gave me a gem that I didn't even know. That's crazy. Yeah, I didn't know that neither. Yeah, bro. It's a, it's a it's a whole other Heat movie. Same director, same writer, same script, but like, and damn near just as good. So yeah, man. So I gotta get yo, brother Slim. I gotta say thank you for the time. We appreciate you, man. You dropped a whole lot of gems. You got a whole bunch of clips from this, man. But like, yo, let the people know where can they find you online on the socials, the music, the merch. Where can they tap in with Kingpin Slim, man? Yeah, definitely tap in with me. Um, for sure. I got Instagram. I got a website. I'm at Kingpin Slim on Instagram. K I N G P N Slim. I got kingpinslim.com, uh, my TikTok, kingpinslim1, uh, and my Twitter is kingpinslim. I'm definitely active. There's links in the bios where, you know, we'll direct you to all the music. We put out five songs uh, this past year. WhatsApp is a record that's been doing really well for me. Um, be on the lookout for this new record I got with Benny the Butcher called Off-White. Um, yeah, I got some shit coming, man. This is going to be a beautiful year for me, just really, really in terms of, like, the presentation of the merch and you know, the shows and this is where I take my game. Cause I, I I'm 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 looking to make I'm looking to make five I think I can make half a million dollars off music. You know what I'm saying? All off my and should I say. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's the, the merch. Hold on. Was that the vision board you just looked at? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah, my shit is right there. I knew. You know yeah, you know? that's right. Man, bro, you gotta write it down. You gotta write it down. Mm-hmm. So we coming up, we coming up on that. We coming up on that in in a couple of weeks. So I had to see where I landed. But I do that. I, I'm going on vacation. I'm going home to play Madison. I'm going to St. Kitts for two weeks. I'll be in Christmas and New Year's. I'm going to play Madison, and I'll come back, and I'll do my new vision board for 2023. And, you know, the consistency is where I'm at. Like, that's, that's what I'm on. I'm on that consistent shit. Like, nigga, I, I go to the gym all the time. Like, you know, I'm not going to fall off on my consistency. And I think if bro. I keep like that, then, you know. Bro, yeah. I've been saying it for a minute. I'm like the cheat code. To success is consistency. No matter what you're doing, you I'm stay like, consistent. You're gonna win. Telling you, that's mm-hmm. that's and for all of them. So get down with that shit and stay down in them trenches, young niggas. Man, you niggas be starting shit and quitting too damn fast. You know what I'm saying? Get on it and and stay on it and learn it. And learn how to maneuver it and learn how to how you can be an owner in it because you can. You can you can own some shit and ultimately that's what the fuck this shit is all about. Ownership. Uh, a couple houses, you know what I'm saying? A house or two, a house or two alone mm-hmm. will probably pay pay your family later. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like nigga, just at least do that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That and you're not gonna lose, nigga. Real estate ain't never gonna lose. It's mm-hmm. never gonna lose. The first two houses, I'm telling you, bro. I say it all the time. The very first two runner joints I bought, I bought one for Logan and one for Grayson. Put them both on 15 year mortgages. When they're 18. Pay for it, bro. You want to go to college? You want to start a business? Like, what we doing? Like, I'm giving you a better start than I had. You ain't never got to look outside. Bag is right there. Or we can keep that shit. Maybe, hopefully, you a little hustler by no, no, that. No, no, no. Yeah, we're going to refinance it and get right back to it. But we're pulling that bread out. You go do what you got to do. We're keeping that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're or nothing around here. Bing, bing, bing. And you now you're giving them a leg up than what we had. You know what I'm saying? So, you won. Yeah. 
And you listen, and ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening, that's the name of the game, man. Like at the end of the day, like we want to, of course, have lit lives and do great things for ourselves, but it's about planting the seed for generational wealth and giving our kids the 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 head start that they yeah. deserve. That yeah, they all deserve. Yeah. Okay, way, and I think that's not that's not that's not what it, that's not even what like humanity is supposed to be about for real. Like nigga, we are supposed to do something for others, and I think uh, if you want to be served, you must first serve. And and if you understand that, like the giver is the gatherer, and there's so much grace and gratitude and giving, bro, because you, that's how you receive. You want to mm-hmm. be, you don't want the money to stop with you. You want to be the flow. I'm not saying get money and give it all the way to somebody else, but the point is for money to flow through you. That's what they call hey, it, a flow. Y'all hear me? My dog been reading the four agreements for real. You heard? Like, <laughs> nah, real. man. Yeah. Nah, man. But like I told you, man, like, bro, like, I've, I mean, I've known you over a decade now and always respected how you move, man, even from back then till now. But the evolution is definitely clear. The growth is clear. And, and I, I appreciate that. I respect that so much, man. That's Absolutely, brother. And in them it's books, man, that growth going to come from all those good things and still growing. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to make, you know, like present myself to the people. Like I got every fucking thing figured out, but I got mm-hmm. some shit. That's for yeah. sure. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you, you can... You can definitely, you could definitely see that if you just, you know, a blind man could see that. So, yeah, for sure. that's what it's about. So, yeah, yeah. everybody can listen in. Make sure you tap in with the big bro, man. King Pen Slim, K-I-N-G-P-E-N Slim on everything. Instagram, Twitter. Make sure you check the links to TikTok. The music is dropping. I am hyped for that. That joint with you and Benny, man. I off white. I'm very, very hyped. Hold for that. That. Ready but, for hey, that, hey, uh, Slim, before you go, I'm giving the information for the HVAC too, because. I mean, yeah, it's oh, yeah, that's your business, yeah. And some are coming. Yeah, for sure. I got a residential HVAC business in uh, the DMV area, specializing in residential and like commercial. We do um, repairs, installations. We got maintenance contracts. Uh, and you can contact us at neroshvac.com. That's www.neroshvac.com. Uh, we're also looking to hire some people. If you got some experience in HVAC, we're looking for technicians and um, installers and, and really installers for sure. Installers, technicians, um, send the resumes over and let's get some money together in 2023. Let's go. Let's go. Let's do it. My man, right. Slim, appreciate you, bro. You have a good one, man. Bro. Like, yo, we appreciate y'all. Another episode of Brick by Brick. Make sure you check the website out, brickbybrickshow.com. We got merch coming. You can check out all the episodes up until now. Um, Yeah, man, you could get on our email list. And pretty soon, if you want to actually partner with us on deals, you'll have the opportunity to do that as well. So, like, yeah, we are building it up. Yo, brick by brick, you already know what time it is, man. So, like, yo, anything else you want to say to the folks, Greg? Key code to success, I'm going to say it again. Consistency. Whatever you're doing, stay consistent. Stay down till you come up. And when you come up, stay down. Yep. Hey, man, listen, the Grand Canyon used to be a drip of water. You know what I mean? You already see what that do, man. So consistency is the name of the game day in, day out. And you ain't got to be you ain't gotta be great every day. You ain't got to be on 10 every day. But if you could show up, hey, that's what it is. It's the name of the game, man. So like, yo, another episode of Brick by Brick. My name's Steph. My big brother, Greg. We appreciate y'all, man. Catch y'all later. Peace.